0: Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, I'm Doug, and joining me once again to fill in for the Mighty Justin is Seth! Welcome back, Seth!
1: Thank you, Doug. I'm glad to be back filling in for the Mighty Justin.
0: You know what? I, after last week's episode, all I heard online was, nice. you know, that Seth was here, <laughs> and so I was like, alright, we gotta bring him back. He's got, we gotta bring him back. Because, you know, Justin is, he's out there. He's out there in the world And he's made a promise to keep our world and more importantly, our dimension safe. So he is currently interning with the Sorcerer Supreme to make sure that the immigrants don't come in through the portal because they're building a wall to the other dimensions, you know, (laughs) to make sure that they don't just come in here all willy nilly to take our jobs so, he's going to see if it's I all I thought he was with
1: the time cops, but <laughs> the time cops I was misinformed.
0: Yeah, it's actually the Sorcerer Supreme, trying to stop interdimensional immigrants. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows in this day and age? <laughs> the world is a vampire, as Jesus once said. Um, man, I'm all warmed up after our <laughs> pre re- pre-hit record like Shenanigans. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling Believe lively. The,
1: uh, melancholy and the infinite sadness 316.
0: God damn right, baby. Do you remember the name of that song?
1: Um...
0: I don't actually, it's... it's... Hold on. Bullet with butterfly wings! There we go. I was like, fuck, why don't I know this? Yikes, we're off the rails tonight, goblin? You have no idea, buddy. You have no idea. (laughs) The
1: rails were never here.
0: No, they weren't. They were destroyed. And, uh, we're just doing the best that we can. But we're glad you're here, goblin we're glad that you all are here checking us out live at YouTube.com slash My Gap Podcast. That's right. We live stream every Tuesday at oh, 7 or 8 p.m. Central, depending. We're flexible with our guests. Right. Seth needed it to be later. So here we are later. And you can come hang out with us, chill with us, chat with us. You know, you could be like Seth a couple weeks ago and derail the whole show. Just one with one little comment.
1: From the chat. And yeah. then you get invited to come on and derail it in person.
0: Right? I mean, that's special. That's really and special. And
1: here we are right now. No rails. I've just, rails have been completely abolished.
0: That's right. You might say it's unrailed. You know, that's what we are. Mm-hmm. We are unrailed right now. And uh, it's 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 always a good time. So come check us out there if you feel like it. It's fun. Also, check out our Discord. It's in the link down below in the description. Join us. Come be a part of the family. We just got a new family member tonight. Just joined us. Which brings me to my next thing. If you'd like to support us, hit the like button on the YouTube channel. If you're watching it, hit, hit it. Hit it. It's free. You cost you, you, you nothing.
1: Smash it for your boy, Doug. You
0: smash it. Or you can gently press it. I don't care. Caress it i don't know do your love language whatever it is literally
1: however hard you press that mouse button the 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 register on the other end it doesn't actually matter
0: no it doesn't i mean it matters that you pressed it but it doesn't matter how hard you pressed it that's fine either way to me and if you want to keep up with us and what we're doing on our shenanigans hit the subscribe button uh and we'll be in your feed you know politely
1: we will not be held liable for any mice or other peripherals damaged in the process of smashing your like button yeah That's part of the. That's part of the disclaimer. If you go all the way to the bottom,
0: those are the social norms we live with in this day and age. So, get on board. And then, if you'd like to support us further, you can check out our Patreon, patreon Patreon.com/slash/MindGapPodcast. Which, shout out to Sal, Sal, thank you so much for uh, contributing to the Patreon you are a wonderful human we appreciate your continued support both financially and also for checking out the podcast on a regular and sal also joined the discord so welcome to the family pal welcome to the party pal we're glad you're here you can also check out our merch at redbubble.com link is in the description down below go check that shit out and uh buy yourself something something else upset duck welcome to the show couple of questions how do you value what you contribute to at, uh Okay, let me try that again. I think this is just a typo. How do you value what you contribute at the workforce? Second part, At which do you most, can't the least? Okay.
1: But that listen, second one is a
0: lot. Listen, I the love... The first one I think we can talk on. First of all, I love your screen name. Upset Duck is fucking dope. All right. Secondly, I don't know what kind of riddle you're, you're sending my way. I know I'm off the rails tonight, but... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I can't do the math on it, okay? I'm going to need you to try. Let Try Try that again, all right? We'll be standing by <laughs> for, for what you were writing there. That one came out a little weird, and that's okay. Because I do that all the time. I write stuff, and then I read it out loud. I'm like, Doug, what the hell were you trying to do there? That doesn't... In my head, it made more sense than when it came out my mouth. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but I'm excited to be here again. I was a little sleepy. Um, a little sleepy today. I had a I had an extremely long meeting. It was four hours long today. It drained a lot of the emotions and the mental energy that I had. And I thought, dear God, I have to do a podcast tonight. I hope I'm able to summon the energy. And here we are. I'm summoning the energy. Happy to be here. And um, more exciting. Something else I forgot to mention. I do host a live stream, a video game live stream on Fridays at uh, 8 p.m. Central. We did Bro Force last week which was a ton of fun. Noah, Seth and I hopped on there and that was a, that was a really silly and fun game. And I was very much looking forward to it. And I realized I haven't put any thought into what I'm doing for this Friday, but, um, oh. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Um, let's see. There's so I many mean, choices out there. We got options. You know, we could mm-hmm. try our hand again at you were here too. the second part. See if we can fumble our way through an escape room. from It hell. would be a fumble. It would be
1: <laughs> the- I will say, look, even though he's not here, that means he can't play the game. I think like that game in particular is one mm-hmm. we we want Noah in the audience.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. We can't
1: base all of our lives around everything about him and his shenanigans. That's true. But I
0: don't know. We'll figure it out. But stay tuned. We will. Fridays, APM Central. Suggest things on stream. Twitter. Yeah. Or right here. Whatever. Hit us up at all social media Twitter. at mindgaps. Twitter's podcast. his favorite. Fucking love Twitter. You know Best. it's yeah you know just do it without a condom you know that's how much i love it it's so great um and uh more importantly seth D saturday buddy we're heading Better back enough. into it are you excited i am it's been about it's a been,
1: month yeah it's been a long time it feels like
0: yeah we've uh in case you all don't know i'm hosting a d uh not a one-shot, but a mini-series with Seth, this with build Justin. Is a one-shot? Mm-hmm.
1: And we're what? This is like session six or seven?
0: I also was very clear that this wasn't a one-shot, that it would take several sessions. But it wasn't like a full-on campaign. It's basically like a scenario. And it's definitely taking a lot more because I can't control myself when it comes to being creative. Um, but um, Seth is playing. Justin's playing. Uh, Drew is playing. Eric and Akaya, they're all playing. We've got a wonderful group. And uh, it's, it's exciting because it's something that I've homebrewed. I'm trying it out. I'm terrified that something's going to go wrong. But so far, things have gone pretty well. And um, I'm excited because I feel like we're on the cusp of actually getting to the big juicy bits of this story. Everything up to this has essentially been an extended tutorial. So it is what it is. But. Why are you typing into the chat? What did you put? Why do they call it oven when you of in the cold food of out eat the hot food vibes?
1: I hate you. Haven't you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that coffee pasta?
0: I've seen something similar to that. And it's just it makes my brain hurt. It makes my soul hurt. It makes my butt hurt. Okay. (laughs) That that was all things.
1: Upset Duck's second question: At which do you most can't the least? Really made me feel a lot like the. Why do they call it oven?
0: I feel like they're living up to their name. I feel like that was like Donald Duck that was running down, like couple of questions, and he just starts like ranting and raving as he's like spits out this nonsense. I'm like, oh my god, that was, by the way, perfect Donald Duck, if I do say so myself.
1: Yeah. They are, uh, the folks at Red Disney are going to be copyright striking you. <laughs> they were like, that.
0: we'll give them that one. Everyone gets one. That's a freebie. That was a freebie. Um, no, but I'm super excited for, for D&D this Saturday. I think, I think it'll be good. For all of you who don't know, a little inside baseball here. Um, I'm actually recording these sessions, and I'm going to be sound designing them, doing all sorts of cool stuff, and then eventually releasing them so you all can enjoy the adventure as well. So... One Don't of the things I breath. will say
1: too, for a group of first timers, mm-hmm. the the role play is very robust.
0: Man, sh- super big kudos to cause you've played before, but Justin, yes, Drew, Eric, and Kaya have not. Eric played some like years ago, like second edition. So it's been a long, right. long, long, was a long time.
1: Very, he was a very big regular as a part of the board game yes. edition, as yes. Justin was as well. Yes. But as we well know, the fantasy board game and the tabletop RPG experience are very far apart.
0: Very far apart from what true D anD D is, and I have to say I'm very impressed with the role playing as well. Like everyone has really, like just sort of slipped into it very well, and I, I, it just it tickles me endlessly. It's been it's been very very fun. So I'm I'm super excited because you know ahead of you lies a shit ton of role playing. So I'm very curious to see how everyone basically goes on to solve the the problems that lie in front of you. So I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: I am here to continue to be a, a thorn in the side of any time that this game tries to get serious.
0: You know what? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's what you, I, I don't perceive you as that way of like being like okay. whatever. I actually, I think it's endearing because it's, tell everyone a little bit about the character that you're playing. Like what, it's a real quick, okay. like one minute summary of who you are.
1: Um, so I am playing ARD-13, otherwise known as RD, uh, a war- forged um, artificer uh, who had been um, created by a very powerful wizard, abandoned in a cave for centuries, um, uncovered and now is just uh, trying to find his way in the world and and learn, and learn about this learn about the society of man, uh, being a, a unique creature in this world um an automaton in a world of organic beings
0: that's very well done it's almost like you would have thought we rehearsed that and we didn't you just like fired that off that was very impressive that's,
1: see that's just that's how how well i know my character
0: You're like that's who i am doug i right? already um and he also has like a hint of drax from guardians of the galaxy where he doesn't get sarcasm he doesn't get you know anything like that
1: Most social cues are a little bit beyond his, 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 his Ken, his, his ability to process efficiently. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he, um, I, I personally have a great deal of fun being socially awkward.
0: Hey, that comes natural to me. So, you know,
1: exactly. I'm leaning into something that used to be uh, the plague of my existence Mm -hmm. in, uh, in high school, middle school.
0: In college. What was one of the things that like socially awkward moments that you remember? Like was there something that you did like regularly or something that bothered you in social interactions that like just plagued you or do you have a memory of of something? I
1: still do to this day. Okay. Um, I feel like I feel like I have this disconnect when people I like to talk about myself and I don't listen to other people or or even give them the opportunity. Like people will ask me questions about myself and then I will talk freely. And then I will not actually then follow up with people and ask them questions about their selves, which would be polite. I just like let the conversation die after I have expanded, expended all of my ammunition on myself. And I'm just like, okay, well, that was fun for me. See ya. And and I'll I'll then like think back on it later and be like, God damn it. Yet again, I have talked about myself, and then the the polite thing to do is then, oh, and what about you? And then I don't do it, and every time I don't do it, I'm like, I look back, I'm like, I did it again.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I just remember just smallest social faux pas will plague me for years. I'll be like, hey, remember that time that uh, you know. You, did, you just said that wrong thing at that wrong time. I'm like, God, you're so stupid. Ugh. Like, I'll Dude, find myself you know literally like Just the going, other day, I thought yeah. back
1: to the first one I had with you and Justin. Which was? Which was my usage of the word omnipotent.
0: <laughs> which <laughs> you two
1: leapt upon with such <laughs> incredible vigor.
0: I totally forgot about that. Omnipotent. We just are both like, wait. I'm sorry. What? You're like omnipotent. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? How do you? What?
1: Which for those of you at home who haven't on, you know, it was just my perhaps my fun way of saying omnipotent.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. That that was one where I'm like, ooh, I can't let this one I can go. Still think
1: back on that one a little bit. I
0: was like, I have to, I have to say something. Oh, I'm sorry if I made you feel bad about that it was just very silly oh, no no no, no no
1: no 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 see that's the thing because like we're all friends right we're all mm-hmm. friends now especially like at the time it was a little bit more yeah because we were still learning each other quite yeah. a bit yeah but now we're well we're well past that
0: yeah now we're in the breaking balls stage of things where it's like that, that's how we show yeah, our love the,
1: like the things i've said on purpose since right. then far exceed that of course
0: yeah that's that's something else i've realized like looking back that uh um that makes me really sad is is sometimes my love language is is being silly with someone in a way that like is poking fun but I, my intention is not malicious it's just yeah. like hey this is fun we're like we're celebrating something silly something dumb that we do but i'm looking back and i'm like i'm sh- i made a lot of people feel really bad like i i was i because what, what it was is um it was fun at someone else's expense i wasn't trying to make it at someone else's expense i was like this is fun we're having fun with this thing but i when i look at it from a different perspective i'm like oh they probably thought i was being a dick to them like big time and i i didn't mean to Mm -hmm. but that's exactly how it came off
1: the same thing like sometimes the people who i who i enjoy the most i will i will rag on or, or 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 pick apart the most and in, in like utilize my knowledge of them to to make jokes at their expense. Yes. And it's only because it's only for people who I genuinely like that much that I ever do that because everyone else, I'd be too afraid. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. And then I'm like, wait. But if they don't know that's how I feel about them, and if they're not, they just feel like, wow, did he just pick to be an asshole tonight? Yeah. And I, and I did this with Noah for quite a while. Don't do sometimes, <laughs> I feel like.
0: You did during the stream um, on Friday, which was great. Yeah, <laughs> make, fun I of him, make fun of him <laughs> for, for watch <laughs> stuff, which I thought was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's only for the people who I really like the most that I'll dig in on you that hard. And yeah, like and, and and call and pull out these like obscure pieces of information and try to make mm-hmm. it funny. Yeah,
0: that's that's what Jackbox games is most of the time. Is we basically just dig at each other, and oh. that's that's the best, right? that's the best it's so much before i even
1: knew you that well the 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 depths i was willing to go to to just to uh pick apart your personality yeah um at that point you were so gr- i always i was always in awe actually back then of how graciously you took it each and every time
0: <laughs> not anymore because
1: the entire lobby would yeah. just like dog pile on doug
0: but it's funny that's always my thing is like <laughs> if it's funny. How can I be mad? It's a it's good. It's a good joke. I, I it's when it's not funny that I'm like, OK, like, you know, do better. You know, like I, I don't you know, I, I say this in general, but man, like I I am the first one to make fun of myself. Like that's kind of like a defense mechanism or something. But especially, you know, when I was a facilitator in a room full of adults, like for onboarding and new hire training, and I the only, sometimes the best way I can ingratiate myself is just making fun of myself, you know, and, and not taking myself too seriously. I don't. Someone who takes themselves too seriously and doesn't have a sense of humor. I'm like, I don't really have time for you because that's that's not going to be a very enjoyable experience for anybody if they're too uptight and they can't really, you know, ex- accepting your flaws and then using those flaws to laugh. I think that's one of the greatest gifts in the world is being able to do that, doing something stupid and be like, Hey, did you all just see the stupid thing I just did and laughing at creating humor out of your stupidity is one of the best things.
1: I'll tell you what, I can say this both as an outside observer of you doing it, but also as somebody who utilizes it myself in, in like my, in in my profession, it puts people at ease. I think when you're the first one in to make a fuck up, point it out. And first, like, yeah, first off I'll make it I'll point it out. And then I'll make the joke about it, which then takes it off the table for anybody else. Yes. And, but it puts everybody at ease because like, oh, okay, this is, this is this kind of environment. And this is, this is a place where we have fun. Yeah. And it, I, I, I utilize a lot of those strategies too. When I'm, yeah, um, you know, heading up calls and leading meetings and stuff like that and doing like learning sessions, you know, I, I generally start off with like five minutes of banter, like my type five, honestly, Nice. um, <laughs> it's not even it's this it's different every time mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it's uh yeah you know, it's like a little comedy bit self-degradation gets out there light stuff and mm-hmm. then launched into the meat of the lo- the meat of the presentation and everybody's got you know it's like it's yeah. a little bit lighter and breezier
0: i agree i i feel like one of my favorite moments <laughs> where this happened is i just misspoke I, I i was in a new hire class and we're talking like it, our new higher classes included everybody it I mean, was yes, like
1: yes instead of organism
0: close um we had like you know entry-level folks and we also had like senior level folks also everyone in the exact same like onboarding class and i i i forget what i was trying to say but i said uh and have sex with that's like what came out but that wasn't what i was supposed to say nice pause i, I kind of looked at everybody and i was like I didn't mean to say that. And like everyone just the way I delivered, like everyone had a great big laugh. We had a good moment together. And we went, we got back to it. You know, it, it's it's just one of those moments where that's where improv comedy has also helped me out so much is like the mistakes are the are the gifts. Those are the things you have to pounce on and be like, Hold on, what did you just say? And then just enjoy it. I them. do
1: want to do a hold on now. What were you supposed to say? I
0: don't remember. <laughs> okay. I was probably like, you know, <laughs> This is a cow, don't have sex with it, but instead I was like, "This is a cow, have sex with it, you know and people are like, "Hey, you're not supposed to have sex with that.
1: Wait a minute that's not yeah. okay, I mean, I don't know how things are where you work if that's if that's stuff that has to be spelled out at your workplace mm-hmm. cool,
0: yeah, don't have sex with cows, y'all
1: <laughs> it's a different that's a different workplace
0: It's a different place, man, it's a different place, but yeah i I, I love a good joke that's funny and i think that's that's what it always is for me like if if i'm i'm at the butt of a joke and it's funny i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna laugh just as hard as anybody else because god damn it that's good <laughs> now it's let me so ask good. you this
1: have you noticed that the bar for what is a funny joke when you're in a work environment Oof. or is so much lower than yeah. literally any other Literally any other experience in life, like you can get away with such lower quality work <laughs> at work when you're when you when you're using comedy, um than I think anywhere else.
0: Uh yeah. Um I, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna reference a message that Justin and I sent us this morning as he was traveling as a perfect example of that. Justin sent us a a, a, a message saying at the airport. Some drilling sound starts and rattles the walls a little bit. One of the guys at the counter makes a fart joke. Hmm. Sorry, I ate some chili last night. And the other two employees staying there absolutely cracking up making me question if they grew up without fathers because that's some prime (laughs) 90s dad joke shit.
1: What a a leap to to make. Yeah. You laughed at that joke? Did you grow up without a father?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Did you only just watch the TV? Because that's the thing is that's why I feel like Going to comedy shows, there's always that asshole, at least one in the crowd, who thinks, you know, I'm the funny guy where I work, so I mm-hmm. can I can give this a try. And it's like, no, you really can't. Like, that's that's like, hey, I was really good at Mario Kart in my house back in the day <laughs> on Super Nintendo <laughs> until I played someone who was fucking phenomenal, and it changed my... It, it rocked my world. Right? I started dating a girl who knew how to do the slide technique, and she... Hammered my little butthole to pieces, and I was like, "What do? What? Huh?" She's,
1: she slid into your DMs.
0: Yeah, she was like, "Let's do Rainbow Road." I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't why." She just zipped around the track. I'm like, "Oh my god, you have to play my brother." And that's the thing. And then like, she sits down you with Dave.
1: i my brother's butt.
0: And she hammered his little butthole, and he got very angry. <laughs> she was. I was like, "Hey, why don't you play?" Her? She's. Yeah, you know, uh, she likes to play. He's to like, Dave "Okay." Cochran. Okay, she starts playing, she goes, oh, so you're doing that cheap, you know, s- sliding shit? I was like, yeah, man, she's really fucking good, <laughs> you know? But in that in that world, it's like, oh, I'm really good. That's why the internet and playing games really rocks your world, because you're like, oh, I'm average at best at most mm-hmm. things, because there's, there's always someone that's better. And um, it's the same thing with comedy, right? Like, in your little circle, you can be good, but you kind of have to find i mean if you if you're interested in it you have to realize that there's there's other ways like when i was doing improv um most of our shows were for other improvisers so we were we were very critical of ourselves because we were playing for people who also knew like they were like playing like doing magic trick for other magicians we knew How the sausage was being made. We understood all the things. So, some of that actually made it better because we understood the nuances of what we were doing. And then I realized when we played for Muggles, people were like, holy shit! (laughs) You just made all that up? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, right. You don't understand how this works. Or you go to like a sh- like a second city show for a bunch of people and they just, they're like, this is magic. They don't, I'm like, oh, right. The rest of the world doesn't understand this or hasn't seen this like we have. So it actually is like, it's, it's, it's the people are like, you're funny as hell. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like it's, 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 it gives you a little bit of relief because you're like, oh, actually this is, this is interesting as you <laughs> try to practice your craft, if that makes sense.
1: Oh yeah. It's like, it's all I can do sometimes too, to like, there's like that little bit of like, when when you tell a really good joke, like a good joke that would, that would fare outside of the work environment, that would, that would get laughs outside of that. And you know it, like, you know, when you do it, you know it. And then somebody else tells something that is only viable within that work experience, and it gets the same level of laughter. You know, like, yeah. no, that's not right.
0: Like, listen, mine I can is use
1: sometimes to be like, look, okay, that that was that was a fraud, and it doesn't deserve the same level of laughter as what I did. What? Yeah, I-
0: listen, mine has greater reach, so therefore, it's better. Right? I think we can agree that that's better, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, there's. Was a regular longsword mm-hmm. attack the. Mine was a was a plus four.
0: There you go. That was a plus four longsword. Yeah. I
1: don't know if the D and D reference there really makes it land, but it lands with me. That's what it feels like,
0: and that's all that matters. So, yeah. Anyway, looking forward to D and D. I think it's going to be a good one.
1: <laughs> See, look at that. We just bring it right back around, so nice and neatly.
0: <laughs> Upset duck. Have a good night. Sorry I didn't answer your question. Your follow-up was, for example, are you skilled at creating of when you have to grow to the Warhammer or trying when out there? However, when can you AMS every turn? It's a great question, and these are questions we'll get to. Sorry you have to go, but thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you. It definitely
1: satisfies the definition of a question. It does. In several regards, uh, both starting with a question phrase and ending with a
0: question mark. Indeed. I could tell the intonation was there, so thank you. (laughs) thank you for hanging out with us we appreciate you all right well we've got uh we've got a fun topic tonight we have a couple odds are we're not gonna get to all of them because that's how we fucking roll and that's okay
1: we're 30 minutes in and we're Mm -hmm. not even to one of them
0: and ask me ask me if i give a fuck ask me if i give a fuck i don't don't, i don't i don't don't. sure don't that's a little of your fucks sure don't because we're having fun and this is a natural engaging conversation and that's what it's all about um, so you brought this up in our production meeting, which I realized I didn't even know was actually a thing, but Avatar, the last airbender is they're doing a live action Netflix series. And I was like, wait, did I know this? And the more that I thought about <laughs> this is like, I don't think I knew this. Was it Baron Bears or Baron Bears? Right. I was like, I because I was confusing that with the, um, my hero academia live action that they were doing, which I was like, Why? Why, of all things, would you choose to do that live action?
1: Didn't they learn their lesson from anything that they've done that, that, that was animated that they made live
0: action, right? Well, here's the thing. Death Note wasn't very good, but that was probably the most, the easiest one, in my opinion, you could do. Like, one of the easier ones you could do, live action. Like, yes, there's like these demons and stuff that exist, but... For the most part it's about a kid using a magical journal to kill people. Like that's Yeah. That's that's it, that's a decent crossover.
1: It was and is atrocious.
0: Yeah. Very forgettable, which is unfortunate because, <laughs> which, you know.
1: The only the only good thing that came out of it was I watched that before I had actually watched the anime. Oh. And that maybe like I want to be like hmm why is this an- why is why do people like this anime so much? This movie yeah. was straight trash. So then I went and watched the anime and I'm like, "Oh, this is actually decent on its own yeah. they ruined it
0: yeah bad <laughs> now i get the outrage yeah exactly uh and then like with my hero academia i mean if you're not familiar with the with the anime it's essentially about about you know 80 of the world that has superpowers and there's wild shit that happens and people it's just like and the th-
1: most powerful people in the world are of course teenagers
0: yes of course you know they're being trained because that's how it works in japan. um in japan um, yeah, I'm like, don't do that. It's like Full Metal Alchemist. They're like, let's make this into a movie. I'm like, no, guys. Shit, that's
1: right, they did that, didn't they? They did it with
0: Attack on Titan as well. Where wait, I was like, Wait, they did? You, you didn't hear about this? Oh, dude. It was oh. it, it looked terrible. Just I
1: can't imagine how bad that would
0: have been. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for it. I was like, guys, come on, no, what are you doing? No. I heard the
1: full metal alchemist one was terrible.
0: I mean, they made two movies out of it so far. So
1: oh my speaking of, did you ever watch the Dragon Ball Z movie?
0: No. No God, that's
1: a steaming pile of garbage.
0: Sure didn't. Um did, yeah, another one where I uh, listen, I don't know much about the show. That one doesn't seem like so it talking? translates to live action very well either, you know? It doesn't at all, no. So they should probably they just not do that. Um
1: literally, like most episodes are twelve to fifteen minutes of two guys screaming standing still while they power up mm-hmm. and then getting to right to the point where they're about to actually fight and most of the fight too is just like punches and kicks that are so fast you can't see it and like blinking around the screen mm-hmm. like that's like most of the action that's like that's like the stuff that you wait for in that show and like that's the big payoff moments yeah but like most of its spent like screaming heading up to that. Yeah, And then they'll do like, then they'll break the episode right before they actually do that. And then you get to the next one and they have to like get you back into it with like five minutes of screaming from the last episode mm-hmm. before it launches into that big fight scene you've been waiting for, for like two and a half episodes.
0: Sounds like it's just like an animated version of how we were conceived, you know, just a lot of <laughs> build up and grunting minutes of screaming, 15 minutes of screaming. And then it's like, oh, we barely saw what happened. It was over so fast. You know, I'm sorry. Don't go. Give me some time to recuperate and we can try again. Please. I'm sorry. All right. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Um, Yeah. No, the most I've seen of Dragon Ball Z was, I think, four episodes in Italian. Um, When I was traveling abroad and staying in a hotel in Italy by myself, um, I was just like staying at the hotel. I had some downtime. I was like, I wonder what's on. And it was Dragon Ball Z and it was in Italian. I'm like. I kind of feel like even though it's Italian, I understand what's happening here. Like, you it still seems, still, yeah, so, I seems mean, to translate.
1: That's not a show that contains a lot of depth. Yeah. The the character growth is only in muscle
0: mm-hmm. mass.
1: It's, it's not really, yeah, it's not known for its depth. So, yeah, I think uh, in no subtitles either. Like, there was no, like, English overlay.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it was just all Italian.
1: Just all Italian. Okay. You were just, you like, were at that point just processing sounds and images.
0: Yep. And I was like, I get it. I think that's the bad guy. And really what you described is kind of what happened. Like there was seemed some decent buildup, some conflict of some sort, but it took several episodes for much of anything to happen. So right. You know. Within
1: four episodes, you probably like the story, like the actual story moved forward, like maybe 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. That's that's kind of what I picked up from. I'm like, mm, okay, this is, this is interesting um so
1: wow as we've uncovered even more it seems like this is even more and more of a farcical idea to like like a academic. like we're not learning our lesson here
0: well i listen you and i both love avatar the last airbender we love the show yes and i can't recommend that enough like go watch it it's it's on netflix mm-hmm. right now you and know Legend was, of Korra. In Legend of Korra, also, yes, both solid. Um, you know, this was originally a Nickelodeon show. Um, it starts off very childish in a way where it's, it's, it's a little bit tough to get into. But give it time, and you'll fall in love with it. So it's, it's a great story. And I just, I wonder, I'm like, why do this live action? I don't feel like it needs a live action adaptation. Like, I'll support it if it's well, good. I mean, but I think the thing is, too, like, it already
1: got a live action treatment.
0: Yeah, it did. That's we can't. We have to. We have to acknowledge that's famous for
1: how terrible it was. Yeah, it was
0: pretty shitty. It was
1: like I get it. Yeah, okay. We're trying to do you know a serialized show again, rather than trying to condense three to four seasons of a show into a movie, which is a one movie by the way too. Like, can you imagine planning on doing the way that today's movie? I don't think they were because back then it wasn't like now. Movies aren't thought of as a singular experience. It's almost always planned out to be at least a trilogy.
0: Well, they—I think they were stupidly going to do book one is one movie, book two is one movie, and book three is one movie. Possibly do book three into two movies because that was the trend. But I'm like, you're going to cover what was that? Twenty-four episodes in two hours? Are you shitting me? That's crazy. It, it, it's a it stupid was idea and
1: predictable. I mean, yeah, and it. It failed on a massive scale, so much so to the point that like you, like you, you are very you have to be very precise when you talk about Avatar, and also too because there's that other mm-hmm. Avatar out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the other one that is for some reason wildly popular that I cannot for the life of me figure out why. Nor can I. Um, but yeah, and I think too like obviously that movie had to be called, um, well, it had to be called The Last Airbender yes. instead of it couldn't be called Avatar. Mm-hmm. the last airbender because of all like, like oh, sorry no 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 no, you can't yeah. go you, you can't just throw this around lightly
0: yeah no it's so they're making a live action remake of this which you know I, I'm curious because you know again like I I love the show so you know I want to I want to be supportive of it um, and they have a full cast apparently according to this like they finished filming in 2022 allegedly I'm
1: gonna go heavy on the allegedly, right? um, Like it seems like, uh, I mean, because the article that we read it said that they finished filming in like June or July of uh
0: 2022. Yeah.
1: So like I'm assuming though that there might be maybe there's reshoots out there and things like that. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you were saying though, they have a very fleshed out full cast. Yeah. Um, they they did not leave any really. I mean, actually, you know what? I will say, maybe this too is me not remembering. The order right. I think one of maybe the only groups of characters who I didn't see represented was uh Jet in the Forest Rebels.
0: Yeah, I think you might be correct that. Um so which they don't I forget where they show up. They they do they show up in, in season one? I thought they were a season
1: one, but they hmm. I, I they very easily could have also been season two, as far as my like as loose as my memory is because right right now my, my relationship with Avatar is it's that show I put on to go to bed to. <laughs> I've watched the series Awake so many times that like I can... It's like, it's like an old friend.
0: Sure, sure, night. sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like we don't see them until season two, but I could be wrong. So, I mean, because based on everything that they have, like... It, uh, but you know what, though? They've also got... Um, they've got Cabbage Guy. They've got Cabbage Guy. Well, he shows up in Season 1. Yeah. Because like, he's uh, an ongoing joke. So you got to have him. But, I mean, they've got... Um, they've got... Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got Azula cast, which mm-hmm. doesn't show up until, you know, Season 2. Um, you've got, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Azula's friends uh May?
1: Yeah, May and Ty Lee. Yeah,
0: so they they've been they're cast definite season 2. Um, yeah. They've got yeah, Ty Lee's in there, June, Hakoda, uh Boomi of course, the mechanist as as we learned uh Master Yeah, Paco, which I didn't know if that was that guy's name. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's there's a lot they they they've cast a lot of people for this, so they're they're in it to win it, but I'm just I don't know. Um, I still have reservations about it because I'm like, man, what's the... What's the point, man?
1: What's the payoff?
0: Yeah, what's the payoff? We get to watch this in live action? Do, right, do we it's... need to?
1: Are they adding anything to the story or are they just retelling it in a cash grabby kind of way?
0: Yeah, see, are they pulling a, um, a Disney where they're like, hey, you remember all these animated things you used to love growing up? Well, we're going to make them. We're going to give it to you again. Live action.
1: Yeah. Well, and then too, live action with enough CG to choke a horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's really interesting because it, this also comes on the heels of a lot of additional avatar related content coming. Like it's, it's, it's reentering the, the mainstream re reentering the zeitgeist. It's, it's beca- like, we're hearing, like, I, I think I part of that too. I saw that there's a uh, there's like three movies planned animated movies planned based on um, uh, Kiyoshi and um, Zuko, and then I cannot remember what the third movie was going to be about.
0: Um, um, I can't remember either. But yeah, there's like they've got some more stuff that that, that's coming out. Yeah, there's three movies.
1: They announced a new series coming out. Mm -hmm. There's the there's the board game. There's the the tabletop game Mm -hmm. assets, which are out. Um, I've seen the talk of uh, a video game or two, and it's, it's 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 like the shows themselves are now like the the original source material are now like out of, you know, it's been a decade. Yeah, these things were left to like marinate yeah and they were it's not that like they were unpopular at the time they're like now just being rediscovered i'm just it's just it's, it's really curious why 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 now
0: well and, and it's important to note the original show creators are not involved with this either
1: and i remember when i very first heard about this i had a lot of hope because i heard that they were involved mm-hmm. and then there was like a a catalyst where it's like uh no we're not
0: yeah which and is that was
1: like a big like uh oh, kind of moment for me.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it says here, like the most exciting news early on in the project was the original creators of the Nickelodeon series would be involved. Unfortunately, the original creators Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konizetsko, who would serve as executive producers, departed the project in mid twenty twenty. So,
1: right. That's ooh. that's before anything really formative happened, and yeah. Like Netflix already doesn't have a stellar track record of
0: sticking to source material, and you know, here's the thing. That doesn't bother me. Depending on the show, like they deviated some on The Sandman, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Like some of that stuff was cool. Um, I don't mind when shows do that. You know, I didn't mind when, when Amazon The Boys, like the The Boys TV show, is very different from the comic. And I'd argue in a to lot of ways, fair, it's better. It kind of had to be. Yeah yeah and a lot of, I, I' argue it's it's better <laughs> for it, while still also
1: displaying things that I didn't think would ever be displayed, yeah on television,
0: yeah, um so i I think you know there's there's some opportunity for that with this. I'm like, how if they do deviate, I'm like, I hope it pays off because i don't I don't see the benefit from deviating from this too much um because the story is solid it's straightforward it makes mm-hmm. sense like in things like the sandman that's a world about dreams you know and so there's some in my opinion fluidity into how that story is told and what goes well, on you know
1: Neil was Neil was very closely very involved. tied to that project yes. too so anything that happened there did have his blessing so that's 100% That's a very different I think Very true way that that all played out where this is not going to have yeah. Any kind of like blessing of the creator. I
0: think God, that's got to be weird to be those two guys and basically be like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And you're involved and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you leave, but that's the thing that you created. But,
1: but we're still doing it.
0: God, that's got to be weird and scary. Yeah. Right. God, that's got to be weird.
1: The best outcome here, I, I, maybe that's a little the best outcome is probably not what I'm about to say, but I think the best worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. is that this goes the way of the cowboy bebop reboot live action Mm -hmm. reboot did where it was in no way what the original was Mm -hmm. and it was not nearly as good Mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad and it but it made a lot of changes it did like deviated from the source in a way that like didn't need to happen and it didn't bring back some of the things that we loved about the original yeah and so it, it was its own thing it kind of wasn't that great, but it also didn't tarnish the original either. Yeah. Like if anything, it's like, just kind of like it bolstered like everybody's opinion of the, it was like, yeah, you know what? Gosh, the original really had it right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of just how we left that series, how I left at least that series feeling. And, you know, I am an unabashed, like cowboy bebop is for me, the, the top of the, the anime stack in terms of like, it's what I recommend for people who are like on the fence about anime. Mm -hmm. um and for me one of the one of the greatest accomplishments in the medium Mm. um in terms of yeah and one of my favorite shows ever too
0: i got about eight episodes into that and i just i was just like i felt bad but i remember reaching out to everyone being like when does this get good like yeah it's good i'm like i i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it right now it's monster of the week i hate monster of the week I, i i can't stand it and I feel bad. I just want to be funny when, they, just, make, just, when they make the Avatar Seth, live action that if you're just watching Seth literally just like wheeled back in his chair like I I I can't <laughs> I need to take a breath based on what Doug just said. He said some serious shit and I feel bad because I, I, I because I some of the stuff you have to look at the time in which it came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like looking at watching sometimes some older comedians and you watch their stuff, you're like, I don't see why they're so funny. It's because people have built, they've been ri- built on top of their shoulders for so long that now when you look back at that, you're like, uh, it's not that funny. Like, if you look at some, like, it, oh, like Sam sketch- yes, yeah, right.
1: Sam Kennison, his style of, and like Andrew Dice Clay, but I put yeah. Kennison above yeah. Dice Clay, but like, such a gimmick, mm-hmm. which then, like, I think the only thing that later came, like, Lewis Black yeah, was like the next in that kind of line. Right. Like, let's just shout at people.
0: Right yeah
1: and let's just shout obscenities Mm -hmm. and and drop some jokes in between um but like yeah i get what you're saying there it's like yeah it was very much a product of its time and i think part of it for me too is when i was introduced to it Mm -hmm. was in my early teens and i fell in love with it then and then i've rewatched it many times throughout and so it holds a lot of special sentimental value to me in that sense yeah because of the time period when i like trying to get introduced to it now, I think is quite a bit different because it's also that much further from when it like that, everything about it was, was newish.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense because obviously the way, what I, it's, it's like watching an older movie and seeing the editing techniques and I'm like, move it along, move it along. I got it. I got it. I got it. But people were dumber back then and they didn't understand I need to see him walk from the car into the building to know that he actually went to the building and then walked into the lobby and then got in the elevator, went up to the elevator and then went to apartment 1602 because otherwise, how did he get there? Did he teleport? Like we've gotten used to these storytelling techniques. And so sometimes when I watch some of the stuff that's older, I'm like, oh my God. Whatever and and uh, monster of the week sort of stuff used to be the thing for so long and I whenever I find a show that does that I'm like I'm out like I need a, it still I, kind of is in a lot of in, in in a lot of ways yeah and the thing is I know there's also a through line right you, you start getting introduced to like if, you know, Spike has a past you know and there's stuff that, that's that's going that starts showing itself up and I, I'm sure if I stuck through it. There would be a payoff, but I can't just like by episode eight. I'm like, that's a thing
1: too for me that I think I am particularly drawn to. I like stories that aren't dependent on being completely linear, where you're not getting fulfillment on the main story every week, but that slowly develop one over a course of time that then you pick up cues to, and especially too when you can look back at like, oh, actually, I was being fed a bit of story here in the early goings. I just didn't know it yet.
0: I, can I really appreciate particularly enjoyed
1: that stuff. And I can that's appreciate too that where like, too. like, I recommended to you adventure time for you and mm-hmm. Natalie adventure time, especially like the first three seasons of that are very much that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily monster of the week. It's like goofball scenario of the week, or sometimes yeah. it is a monster too. Um, and then it's really not until like season three, four, five. I mean, it has 11 um, where this through line develop starts to develop. And then once you get to, like, season 11, the callbacks to stuff that happened all the way back then, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And whether or not they thought it through or they just, like, cleverly were able to adapt the future to meet the past, I could care less. I'm still, I was there for
0: it. Yeah, no. I definitely appreciate, I, I, I think my problem is that every episode has, like, a singular thing that they have to resolve and then they do and then it goes on to the next episode it's like here's the thing we got to resolve this and we move on and you could argue and it's it, most of the time that's how a story does move forward but sometimes I, pr- I appreciate smaller arcs that bleed into an over overarching arc is that right maybe I don't know but like, Could be an overarching arc. There we go. You know, it's like, say, something like, uh, I don't know, The Witcher, you know, that series and that show, right? Like, you watch, there's literally monsters, right, that we're <laughs> fighting and doing, but sometimes it takes a couple episodes or a long, like, an hour-long thing to be like, oh, what's going on? And you're learning more about... Geralt and the world and different stuff like that as it's unfolding and i can appreciate something like that i mean hell even arcane which is one of my favorite shows of all time is phenomenal which netflix congratulations you did a great job on that one um you know but again, animated right? very very great animation right? yeah
1: and that's the, like they didn't try to go live action with it
0: i think they and were they smart not to yeah right. because they, they had because great success Imagine trying to do that live action. I just like, listen, Is it, animation has to be a pain in the ass. It's got to be expensive. But I, I have to imagine it's more expensive to do that in real life. Just the, the yeah. style of Sometimes arcane. I mean,
1: well, speaking of expensive, one yeah. of the things we learned about this new Avatar series is just how expensive it's going to be.
0: Guinness Book of Real of Real record Records. That's what it's called. <laughs>
1: of Real Records.
0: Not none that fake shit. Guinness Book of World Records for was it the most expensive? um no wait what was it i can't remember what it was no,
1: it, i think they got the guinness record for the uh for the set
0: yes set was what most
1: like the biggest led something or other set yeah. like like the the yeah the biggest most technologically advanced set to that point to this world point, records
0: I awards at ati as led stage so that's kind of what what it was um Which, that sounds cool. I'm glad they're using technology because they're going to need to for this. Um, Yeah, so I'm sorry. It was Guinness World Records Awards. Atla's LED stage is the biggest in the world. That looks fucking dope too, by the way. Uh, The
1: picture does look really cool.
0: Let's see if I can pop this over to transition over so you can kind of see what this looks like. This looks really pretty fucking cool. God damn. That's got to be so nice as actors. To be like, all right, cool, we're going to step in. You're like You can tell from this picture, it looks like the water or ice or something like that. Not only that, right. you have the lighting already there, so the color correcting guys don't have to be like, fuck, man, we got to fix so much shit. And just build it there while they're doing it. So it gives you something to Easy act against. Easy transitions
1: from the Southern Water Tribe up to the Northern Air Temples up to right. the Earth Kingdom.
0: The, just the natural lighting and everything, it's got to look, it's got to be so much easier. It's got to make things so much better in post for these guys to do that that's really cool i so think I that's awesome
1: too i mean did you think too about other live action ones with like uh i think like game of thrones
0: where yeah.
1: they created those environments in the real world
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that's also super duper impressive yeah because then you do have to, but then we also too you have like stuff like the um was it the the long night that mm-hmm. episode that when i watched it i was like wow this is fucking really this is really dark can't see anything and then i didn't realize that i was also among a legion of other people who are like yeah this is way too fucking dark why can't we see anything
0: probably save um, costs it's my guess you know <laughs> that's uh, that uh, that's my understanding of why a lot of times uh things are just darker because it's it's less work you have to do and post to create and generate uh, stuff is you know. i think
1: i remember seeing at the time that it was something about like they when they were doing all the editing of it they were doing it on like studio quality equipment and mm-hmm. like tuned equipment that like made it look fine for them not Mm -hmm. realizing that most people don't have that and so their experience would be very different
0: yeah i don't want to go down that road of game of thrones because that's that's fine yeah i can't tell you how many times i'm like it'd be nice to rewatch that up to season six and then just do a hard stop and just don't just pretend it and just be like that's where it ends it ends right there because it was such a fucking i remember season six just being like this show is fucking incredible Like just Mm -hmm. the music, everything that happened. I'm like, God damn, this is awesome! And then while while they had source
1: material, they stayed within it very well. They highlighted good points. They kept with it.
0: They deviated a lot, and I would argue for the best. You know, well, that's like
1: they deviated when they had to, and it it all worked. While they had it's, once they ran out of source material, Mm -hmm. and they were left to their own devices. Now, see, now we're getting into it. We're gonna do it but what i wanted to go back to though because it's funny that you brought it up when we talk about this like sticking with the source to it, is you brought up the witcher which is also under netflix and undergoing a massive change because they yeah. they refused to stick to the source material enough for for henry cavill for the lead for you know for mm-hmm. for, for for Geralt. yeah and he just said fine enough i'm out or, and now I he's mean,
0: making a fucking warhammer 40k <laughs> movie baby Woo i'm here for that yeah. let's do it baby
1: the witch's loss is is your game.
0: Hey, listen, it's going from one fan area to another. And honestly, I've been itching, itching for a Warhammer 40k adaptation. That That, that is a rich world that is just waiting, waiting to be mined. And now also the neckbeard nerds out there will just be insufferable. In so many ways because the, the the nerds of that world are definitely d- a different breed. Among so. the
1: nerdiest, yes. And I remember too like um Tex, our friend Tex, yes. uh who's he is a big um shoot now I'm gonna, um he he goes with the, it's not uh not Warhammer but the um is it Mech Goddamn. Mech Warrior? Yeah, Mech Warrior. Is it Mech Warrior? Oh, I fuck. think it is. I don't if think it's it not, is. I'm going to feel real bad. Hold on. Um, It's been a hot out. minute. Yeah. But he always has some very strong opinions about what the owners of that story did to it. Battletech. Battletech. Yes, that's it. Battletech. Yeah, MechWar is like a... Yeah. God, that was like a Super Nintendo game, I think.
0: Yes, something like yeah. that, yeah.
1: He's big into the Battletech universe. It was kind of like the analog to Warhammer that in his eyes always wasn't perverted as much. Yeah, and you can see right there. It's like it's very dogmatic around the the story of this. and From what I understand, the story is also filled with lots of dogma, um, yeah. and heresy, and, yeah. and things of the nature.
0: Oh my god, dude! Oh, because here is the thing: they've tried to make so many games in the 40K universe, and most of them are not good. They're just they're not good. They can't. Yeah, I haven't just, heard
1: good things about the latest one.
0: What Space Marine two? I
1: thought it was like Dark Tide or something. Oh,
0: Dark Tide. Yeah, that's like a... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I waited on that one. Actually at Noah's discretion, he's like, Yeah, it wasn't quite where it needed to be. So he's like he said, get it on sale, don't get it right away. Um But this, yeah, there's it's such a rich world, and you could go epic with it, or you could go very small scope and have a blast. Like it is it is such an interesting world, and I don't know what it is. Maybe because it's just a dark and depressing world that there aren't really heroes. Uh, I mean, there's some pretty bad guys. And there's maybe not so bad guys, but <laughs> there's guys who are bad, but just not to the level. I mean, the other you, take, you take the humans, for example, like they had to unite the species to essentially prepare for alien invasion like from horrific things that exist in the universe in order to do that they basically had to become fascists they basically went from planet to planet to, planet, to system to system they say uh join us or we will wreck your shit and people are like okay we'll join you and other people were like no they're like fucking nuke that planet and so like they basically force people they don't live good lives but they're like, this is what we have to do to survive. But they live as the Imperium, I guess yeah, exactly. Is
1: the is the shining is, yeah. is the silver lining don't, for them all? If you
0: don't fight for the Imperium, if you stray or whatever, I mean, they have no problem with just like harvesting you and being like, fuck you, get uh, you know, whatever, move on, heresy stamping and moving on. But they also create amazing things called Space Marines, which are essentially superhumans who are just like. Badasses wearing power armor and shit like that, and you call them in, and when they show up, they they you you thank you thank your gods that they're there because they're badasses, and it's just it's an incredible lore. There's a whole, I mean, I I remember several times back in other jobs when I got really bored, I'm like, I'm gonna go back and read the lore of this and the history of it, and it's such a rich history that is, if they could tell the story of the Horus Heresy, which is essentially how humanity basically became fractured um it's a phenomenal story it's incredible and boy would I love to see that someday but I'm also like hey guys take your time take it easy I've referenced this before and I'll reference this again there is a guy who did all by himself did a short film called Astartes Um, and this guy is a goddamn, just amazing. There's, there's a lot of fan made shit out there as there are for most fandoms. And a lot of it's like, eh, you know, eh, (laughs) this is top of the line animated shit. It is incredible. Um, it's called Astartes, A S T A R T E S. Um, there's six parts and, it is amazing. It's so cool. If you want to get a glimpse at what fucking Space Marines can do, there you go. It's pretty awesome. And I highly... that That's probably going to be my recommendation for this week, now that I think about it. Because I've been meaning to re-watch it again. It's so fucking good. It's so goddamn good. And this guy, by himself... Did the animation, did the design, did the artwork, did the sound design. He did it fucking all. And it's goddamn incredible. It's amazing.
1: Now, let me ask you, do you think that the 40K universe is going to be best served with live action adaptations or animated ones?
0: Well, here's the thing. They've done an animated adaptation. They've done an animated film. But the problem is the people that own it, which is Games Workshop, they make bad (laughs) business decisions. They make really bad business decisions. These are the
1: things I learned from Tex. Right?
0: Right. They make very bad. They're kind of not unlike Wizards of the Coast in a lot of ways, where sometimes they make poor choices um, because they're very stingy. They're very stingy with their with their licensing, which I get. It's it's a lucrative thing, right? But you can open this up if you if you find the right partner to open this up. It's great. So they they did a, a movie, an animated movie. I mean, they had like John Hurt as a voice actor in it. They had like a lot of stuff, but it was basically impossible to find the film anywhere because you had to pay like $30 to get a Blu-ray of it because there was like one distributor in Europe who was doing it. (laughs) It was insane to get your hands on it. It was like, they just found, they like, they were begging you to pirate it. They're just like, Oh, do you want, you have to pirate it because it's so difficult to get, get a hold of. We're going to make this
1: media so impossible to obtain.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited that Amazon is involved with this because I think, you know, you get an opportunity for them to open it up, to, to to find the distribution, to also fund it, right? Because we've seen funding for Rings of Power, whether you like it or hate it, they, they put some funding behind. They put some funding behind Vox Machina. They put funding behind the boys. You know, they've made a lot of stuff. And so if they're going to head down this world, there's going to be money there. And I'm curious to see. And if you've got Henry Cavill attached, who's not only a great actor, but he's a super fan, like this guy's in it. He's in it to win it. Right. And you had like, him attached? I have
1: extreme faith that if he's calling the shots and he's and he gets the last say that it's going to be faithful and yeah. then it's going to appeal to the fans that were already there. Then the question then becomes, is the broad appeal of the of these stories enough? Will this will will this open it up and then will it create like the, I think the, the bet they're taking is that you let him do his thing and then it opens it up. And all of a sudden, this great story that lies underneath here is now exposed to the masses. And yeah, then then it just explodes.
0: There are some things where I look at it, I'm like, good luck trying to crack that open because I don't know how you do it. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there where you're like, boy, that's a tough adaptation. I don't think Warhammer 40k is that tough of an adaptation. I think it's actually the, the hardest challenge is the scope. It's like, because it, it, if you go too big, I think you lose people. Honestly, I think you start small. I think you start small. You start, you, you, you kind of showcase the tidbits of the world. And it's, you almost kind of take the first Ant-Man approach. You know, Ant-Man followed Avengers Age of Ultron. The whole world is being taken over by robots. And then you go to Ant-Man who's like, we're trying to steal some shit from a corporate office. You know, like do that. Have, if you want to focus on space marines, which I think is a safe way to go, have a, there's a settlement on some planet that's being attacked by, name one of the alien species. Orcs is fun. Have them be orcs. Have them be tyranids, the giant insect creatures, whatever. Have them being overrun. That's how they're just making starship troopers. Yeah, kind of, except way cooler. Um, But still fascist overtones. Um, And you just basically have these marines. You get to showcase what they do. You have different stuff. I mean, you can start you know putting different stuff about chaos because that's the, the other part of this, which is the dangerous side of things and how people succumb to madness. Like, There's so much you could do in such a small scope. You could actually, I think, manage your budget relatively well because there are some large-scale shit that happens in this universe where it's like, hey, build up to that. Build up to your Avengers moment, but start small and build your way up there. And that way you can kind of get people attached to... Certain characters, or just you, you get to see what they're capable of, you get to see the world, and I that's my opinion. That's where you go because if you go big, I'm worried you're gonna lose kind of what's happening. Because I think that while it's such a vast universe, um, starting small and letting people see the implications of the things that are small, I think that's a be- better way to go about it. That's just my opinion, though.
1: Honestly, I think. That's the, ha- handling like new, like intellectual properties, like these things that are already famous in their own regards, putting them into a series is probably the best move that's come about lately. Rather than forcing a movie, yes, and trying to see if we can encapsulate these massive, broad stories into film, into you know, two hours or something like that, and see if we get like, and then maybe we'll do something else with it. I think allowing things to breathe within a series, has been one of the... like ba- TV not being like the little brother anymore yes. to, to films. And having the same product or similar production qualities and in budgets has been one of the best things that's come out of the whole streaming revolution.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think, especially with something like this, you can explore so much more in a season than you could in a movie. I still think you could do a pretty badass movie, but you're going to be leaving a lot of stuff out. Like you, it's
1: not like you leave a movie out. Yeah. Like, if you're doing these hour-long episodes, that's great and everything, but if you want... To, if there's a story that that can command um, like a, a the movie, the presence of a movie, then that's still on the table, too.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Series doesn't take that away from but if you do a movie, and then you don't get it all, and it flops, and you try to get it all, going back and trying to put it into a series is almost like... Well, yeah. I mean, it feels like what it is, which is cash grab.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I think... What people, what streamers have done with shows that have been successful because of the storytelling capabilities, I mean, I, I think it's phenomenal. And I think it's great that we get to explore things like Arcane, like Witcher, like The Boys, like Sandman, like the list goes on and on and on. You get to explore this stuff in a way that used to be like, well, we got to try and make a movie. It's kind of like when we they were first trying to make superhero movies. They didn't understand the way to do it. And you got just these little stinkers. Just got farted out there, and people would show up because they're like, Dear God, we want something to do with this. And so they were eagerly just eating it up, even though it was dog shit, but they didn't know any better because that's all they knew at the time. And then finally, someone figured it out, and they're like, This is what we do. And it's the same thing with this. They're like, Instead of just firing out a movie, let's take our time, let's do this in a show, let's let it breathe. And I think it's, it's, give people a
1: chance, give characters a chance to develop, give people a chance to give a shit about them.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, because you're taking the time. Speaking to tell of the having story.
0: people give a shit about stuff, um, you know, I think we've got a really great opportunity to explore fandoms in greater detail, but through There's the lens of a very special person that we all know and we all love. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical, 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 practical duh. something terrifying happened to me there for some reason i must have hit something on my headphones and everything went quiet i'm like and i saw you dancing I'm like i think the music's playing but i can't hear it and good, like, oh, i'm like i'm
1: providing good i was i'm glad i could provide for you that that, that assurance that it was it all sounded normal
0: I was like, it's, it's legit. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm like, oh, for some reason, my, yeah. I must have hit this. But uh, so this this episode and this segment of Ask Practical Doug, which, by the way, if you don't know what this is, welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, there's a little Doug that lives in my head. His name is Practical Doug, and he guides most of my decisions in my life on a day-to-day basis. And I use him for good with important things where folks can ask me a question and say, I need a practical answer to this question. And I say, I got you. And if you'd like to ask practical doug question all you gotta do is uh join us on the live stream on tuesdays at 8 p.m central or 7 p.m central depending on when we're doing it throw it in the chat you can hit us up on any of our social medias at mind gap podcast just use the hashtag ask practical doug you can hit us up uh through email mind gap podcast gmail.com or join our discord hit up the ask practical doug channel and ask practical doug this week is a different it's kind of a unique thing you posted this uh in the discord as i
1: often do yeah which
0: i love And really what this is, is it's kind of, you've seen these on throughout social media and stuff where they give you a list of things and they say, you can only keep a certain number of them. Which ones do you pick? And this one is all around fandoms. And, this is interesting because some of these fandoms don't know why they're on the list, but that's okay. That's not the point. But if you're just uh, listening, I will read these through to you so you can, you can hear them. And then if you're watching, I, I have it up on the screen here for you. But these are the things, all right? We have a whole list of, of fans, fandoms of things, uh, content, and we only get to keep three. So here's what we have. We have Avatar The Last Airbender, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Zelda, DC Comics, The Hunger Games, Gossip Girl, The Walking Dead, The Simpsons, Breaking Bad, Dragon Ball Z, Supernatural, Doctor Who, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Star Wars, Friends, Game of Thrones, Sherlock, and Star Trek. That's a lot. It's a lot to choose from, gang.
1: That is a lot. And yeah, there's some real question marks in there, too. Like I don't know how rich the storytelling is in Gossip Girl. Hey, it I was know a how shallow it was in Friends.
0: You know, Percy Jackson, I mean, I know there's some sort of fandom out there for that. I mean, I always I, I kind of wish that had come out when I was younger because I love Greek mythology. I would have, I would have eaten know?
1: it up. I mean, I know my daughter has eaten it up. Yeah. So um she loves it. I never got around to it.
0: I've known a couple my people that really like supernatural, school, you know.
1: Obviously, is in it. Yeah. I know um, some supernatural nerds.
0: So, you know, there's there's definitely I I guess I can understand there. There was a fervor at some point in time, or maybe there still is for some of these. LB, they're in the Percy fandom. Rick is a trans ally. Well, hell, there you go. That's awesome.
1: I have seen. Yeah, Rick has not been shy about being vocal in the right ways.
0: That's good. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, obviously. And I don't think it's by coincidence that Harry Potter and Percy Jackson are right next to each other on this list. You know? It isn't it? Because,
1: think, yeah, they're, they're, they're the, uh, they hit that, that tween, that, that YA lit
0: yeah. sweet spot. I love Greek mythology. So I, when that stuff came out, I'm like, oh, damn, I missed that window. <laughs> I
1: read Edith Hamilton's mythology three or four times in high I school. I love it.
0: That's awesome. That's so much fun. So let's break this down. So this is an easy choice for me. This is very easy because uh, most of these I'm either just lukewarm on or don't care about.
1: Now, Doug, can, I, wanna, I want to inject in here my little special condition with this. Okay. So not only is it can you only keep three, but once your three are chosen, all the others are phased out of existence. They mm-hmm. never existed. You, they cannot be consumed by anyone. All memory of them is gone. The world is now without whatever you don't choose. Whatever still, is not in those three.
0: Still an easy choice for me still a okay. very easy choice with that, for
1: you. With that caveat being in there, though, th- I, I had to be sure.
0: No, I think that's great. I think that's a great caveat because it really makes you consider what not what's only about do it, what, to
1: not exist.
0: Yeah, what's about to not exist, you know? Because it's different. So and we also, like,
1: too, will have to probably ignore some kind of like uh, if there were any overlaps, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you pick The Simpsons, and The Simpsons obviously covered everything in popular media forever. Like all of a sudden now there's some holes in that. In, in some of those episodes we, you know it's like you pick the simpsons but you know you don't good pick news DC. i'm not
0: picking the simpsons so <laughs> that ain't on the list so we don't even have to flash. cover that
1: news flash, news flash
0: it ain't covered uh for me it's actually really easy it's avatar the last airbender lore of the rings and marvel those are my three and oh, avatar, wow. so the, the first last airbender, three are on the list
1: they're just like yeah just served big up bang for boom
0: you. um after the last airbender pretty obvious um we've talked about it Multiple times. I'm a full agree on that. Yes. That one is just like it's such a it's a phenomenal show and mm -hmm. I'm here for it. It's fantastic.
1: The world Um, is better because of it.
0: It's a great world with really great abilities. I love the bending of the elements. I think that's phenomenal. It's so cool. And
1: I love the messages. I love the lessons it teaches. I love Yeah. I I'm a full agree. Avatar the last airbender. It's on my list.
0: Yeah, 100%. It makes the
1: cut. The it it's the biggest no-brainer for me too.
0: Yeah, that's that's straightforward. Lord of the Rings, I think just as a collection. And I'm I'm talking about I mean Yeah, I guess I I guess we can talk about both books and or films. I mean, I don't I don't know how you want to oh, classify I think that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can't have one without the other. It's the yeah. entire media franchise because like i would yeah. not also discount from avatar like the the comics and mm-hmm. the the novels uh, sure. that have come out around that too the
0: tabletop game you know all that stuff exactly you
1: know? yeah it's no, the I entire the, media franchise
0: right i think lord of the rings is such a great story as well just as a collective because that is one of the rare stories where everything a character does matters and what i mean by that is you know for example frodo and sam If they give up at some point in time, the world's fucked, right? Because the ring isn't destroyed. Spoiler alert. If Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli don't do their jobs and don't find their way through all of their, overcome all their trials and then take their armies out to the Black Gates to call out Sauron and drive the armies away so that Frodo can do his job, not knowing whether or not Frodo is alive, if they don't do their job, Frodo's fucked. If you Boromir
1: know, doesn't overcome his demons...
0: Right? ...when it mattered. Right. If the elves... It's just If Rohan doesn't show up, like... There's just so many things of... People... Everything people does matters. Whereas things like... Star Wars, right? Return of the Jedi. They can blow off the Death Star, but if Luke turns the dark side, they're fucked. Right? Matrix Revolutions. Everything that everyone's doing in Zion is pointless. Because... Neo still has to go into the Matrix and fight, you know, fucking Agent Smith. So it's like, you're watching so much of this thing, see so much of the story of like, now this matters. It doesn't matter because we're relying on one main thing, which is this. So it's all fluff. Whereas Lord of the Rings, every single thing matters. And B brings up a good point. Brotherly love. There's so much in the Lord of the Rings of like, you know, Frodo and Sam, you know, just everyone coming together, unifying, and with overcoming their despair to fight evil, it's a badass story. It's got magic. It's got elves. It's got everything you need. I love it.
1: And I would argue, too, if we go into that, it set the table. And so much that's come out has been derivative. 100%. It. It, it did so well at creating a world and, and setting boundaries and rules that it Literally, almost everything that's come out. And what's strange is not too much on this list. Actually, um, we could argue that Harry Potter probably draws from it. Game of Thrones absolutely draws from it. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything about Percy Jackson, really. I don't. I don't think it does. Yeah. But it's definitely it's drawn on some of the elements that that Tolkien coded for us, and some of the the things that he basically made made canon for what we now all look at as high fantasy. Yes. And so so much other literature. Has and, and great stuff has spawned because of it. And it was done so well.
0: Yeah, and then for me, Marvel, um, the Infinity Saga, I, triumph, absolute triumph. Like just what they were able to do in eleven years and twenty three movies. Uh, it, it, someday someone will find a way to topple that, but to me, it's damn near a masterpiece. It was it was the first time in cinema that people were able to connect this world together and do it successfully. They did it first and they did it right. And people have tried to copy that and they have failed miserably since DC fucked it up. The universal monsters fucked it up. Um, they, Marvel currently is fucking it up. Hey, I said the infinity saga, anything <laughs> after that, if they fuck it up, doesn't matter. The infinity saga still exists. And that's what matters to me. And especially as I'm going back and rewatching it, just, Damn, they nailed some stuff. They they had some great, amazing moments. And honestly, they it all culminates in Endgame where there's such great callbacks to things. There's such great character growth and character arcs that we see just like come all the way through. And it's such a great just cinematic universe. So,
1: so you're looking at the Infinity Saga as the anchor point for like what makes Marvel Marvel gets to stay in your universe because of that singular achievement, right?
0: One hundred percent. Okay. Because what an achievement, you know, one achievement to tie together 23 movies into an overarching story over 11 years. Like it's it has captivated me for over well over 11 years. And I've been there to the movies to ever see every single I saw every single one of those movies in the theater. And holy shit, what a ride. And that will forever be in my in my heart. Of Of hearts it's phenomenal
1: and so then with that, obviously not so now d c comics not existing
0: that sucks <laughs> because of Batman because i do I definitely love me some Batman, but I can sacrifice Batman because Superman's also in there too, and fuck Superman, so
1: I don't care yeah, yeah. Never in, i mean, especially Superman too <sighs> uh, couldn't care about that yeah. Like big love jared
0: um (sighs) superman returns you know
1: yeah that's what i meant superman returns yeah uh but yeah the other like the rest here for me don't resonate as much now Mm -hmm. i'll say my three are very similar to your three Mm -hmm. obviously i already said avatar that's 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 the lock right Mm -hmm. and then beyond that my other two, I'm very like it's 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 very wishy-washy, and, and and the one part very sentimental for me too. So, Lord of the Rings and Marvel, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to because they're both in the they're both in contention for me, mm-hmm. uh, and one of them set, definitely gets in. But the other one that got in for me was Zelda, mm-hmm. and that's that right there is because that was completely sentimental for me and how I grew up playing those games yeah. and almost all the different renditions of them and how big a part of my childhood and now my my kids' childhood mm-hmm. those games have been um I don't want to imagine the universe without them
0: yeah
1: um and it's just it's been great because it's been these these wonderful stories that have spanned decades and they've innovated they've changed along the way they've done what's popular and what's not and it's always just it's it's always been this core of like just really great gameplay really great fun that nobody's ever actually gone and duplicated at all like there's still kind of the singular thing in video games that mm-hmm. isn't really done by anybody everyone just kind of looked at it like yeah you know what i'm not going to try and do that yeah this is this whole thing that they've got going yeah i'm not doing it so then we get to marvel and lord of the rings because that's mm-hmm. that that's my last spot is going to one of those yeah. two and i get and i had a really hard time because i really love lord of the rings and i really love too. like i have a lot of great fond memories growing up of like the x-men and, sure. and spider-man and the comics and the shows and all that stuff and the movies have been great and i think at the end of the day though when i think about the one that i couldn't have the world without it from it, it's lord of the rings
0: that makes sense it's
1: it's just it's it's just yeah everything you said resonated so it, everything matters it was told so well and it just sets the stage for everything else in high fantasy which i'm a big high fantasy nerd like i wonder too like are are dungeons and dragons is that is that the same if the lord of the rings don't exist
0: mm. i'd argue no
1: i don't they couldn't be uh does it even exist and at that point i don't know uh, then we get into some deeper philosophical stuff with this which this doesn't beg deep or philosophical questions yeah um but yeah, for me, it's Avatar, Lord of the Rings, and then Zelda.
0: We got a we got a question from Mike in the chat who says, "For Marvel and DC, you're only considering the films."
1: I'm certainly not.
0: I'm not. That's where most of my love comes from is from the films. Um, DC Comics, like I, I enjoy a lot of Batman comics. I, I own several of those, and that's the hardest one for me to be like, "Ooh, that sucks to say adios to Batman." Um, but when I think of like there's some great Marvel comics. There's, but again, the Marvel, the MCU is just so damn good. We could argue what Phase Four is. All right, that's fine. I'll, I'll look. That's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. But for the Infinity Saga, top notch. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what that is. Like top notch. Like yeah. You about to, shocker. About to flick you know the
1: air.
0: Yeah, I was trying to do like yeah, it's so good. Okay, you know, it's very good. It's 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 phenomenal. So for me, like marvel trumps dc in that regard although there's some phenomenal dc comics and stuff like that and marvel too so but yeah we're definitely considering both in that world and speaking of zelda real quick what a missed opportunity i know nintendo's really protective of their stuff how have they not made a zelda movie you know like
1: i think it's i think i think it is honestly how i mean we're seeing right now um that mario movie coming out yeah and there's been plenty of uh, of a kerfuffle around it and they made one way back in the 90s and I think with Zelda uh, they've just been that protective of the like there was one show there was a cartoon I remember back that back in the 90s it was shitty which, god it was I went back Link and was I such it an asshole of, I went and looked at it, I'm like wait this is nothing and I think that's maybe what they're maybe that's what they're afraid of is like it would in any way like they, they dodged a bullet that one is so far in the past that nobody remembers it yeah but like they they've set up this world they've built this ip and i think they're just pre- i think once the um once the creator is no longer around like once whoever right now is the guardian of that is no longer here then probably the floodgate opens
0: yeah I'm just saying that's a great opportunity happen. to to make
1: it, it is and we've seen the fake movie posters recently too like right? with Emma Watson as as, as, Zelda? as Zelda. Yeah. Um and I think um was it Tom Holland? Yeah, Tom
0: Holland is, had, is Link. I mean
1: look, these are these are top-notch choices for these right? roles I think too. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um I I don't I don't know that. I mean, I will say too, maybe what happens here with the Mario one might dictate if they give it a shot.
0: Yeah. I would much true. rather
1: see it as a series.
0: Although in I would movie? also argue that agreed, I think uh, you know two very different properties, right? Mario, fun, silly, Truly. happy. Zelda, like the throughline of different the story tone. with
1: Mario isn't really there. Yeah, like the story around Zelda is so much deeper and could could span so much. Like it, it's so much more developed as like yeah. an actual like they actually tried their some.
0: Mm-hmm. With
1: Mario, it's just like I don't know. It's like he's a, he's in a he's a plumber. Yeah, from New York, we think maybe. Yeah, we've made him there. And uh, he goes through pipes and he stumps on turtles. Yeah. And then there's these eats, things called goobas, but uh, it's a little bit yeah. uh, uncertain as to what what form of life they are. We yeah. think it's fungoid.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the
1: canon there isn't as set as it is with uh, Legend of Zelda.
0: Yeah. B says, easily I'm taking Lord of the Rings, Doctor Who, and Percy. I know, I've heard nothing but good things about Doctor Who. I just, <laughs> that is that is one that I'm like, I, I don't have the the other tweeting
1: at the Zelda account right now, let them know. Look, I'm saying take your time. That's what yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah. They're going to do it, I'm do it right, like, and
1: I'm fine with that.
0: I'm like, listen, if you can do Lord of the Rings, you can do Zelda. Okay. I'm just saying that. Like, it's, it's, you can do it. All right. And I understand being protective of it and shit, but come on. But I would also on. say
1: if you're going to do it, then you have to do it like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. Just and do not it. like so many other things that have, that have come before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. B's got our back. I'm tweeting at the Zelda account oh, right nice. now, letting them know my gap says make the damn movie. Yeah. Do it. You know, because maybe then I would change my picks if it's good. Maybe it would pull back in the full. But until then, sorry, I think, I think you're off the, out of the keeping
1: out is that there's there's not that landmark other piece of media. It's just, it just exists in video games, really. Yeah. And, and I only of hard for me, but that's like why I couldn't leave it out is because like it was such a I played the game. very
0: first one on Nintendo. I played Zelda 2 on the Nintendo and then I played Link to the Past on Super Nintendo and then I didn't. Touch that property until Twilight Princess and the Wii, and I was like, I didn't even finish that game. I, I, it left me at that point in time. I'll so my nostalgia's. You know what? Else they could do. They could do a fucking Metroid game. I, mean, a movie, a Metroid movie. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd be for that. That would be cool. Again, more serious Let tone though, with that.
1: Regular Nintendo. Did you have the golden cartridge?
0: I did have the I'm golden so- cartridge. See,
1: I remember, I had a friend who had the golden cartridge, and like just going and like back then the the. the uh, the me the mystery of that like it was so attractive like oh my mm. gosh what yeah. g- they they made this game gold yeah it must be amazing and it was it, it was, was for its time it's a great game and then yeah um a link to the past was just the- I played I have played that game so many so many hours devoted to that game so good back before we recorded our how much we liked a game in hours
0: yeah it was phenomenal game. And the one I, I love to revisit. It's so, I think too the things that you
1: skipped, the ones that you skipped, uh, and not, uh, and we got into this it's not that you skipped them on purpose, the ones that just they were part of your Passover mm-hmm. um is um Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And mm-hmm. and as B has already put in the chat, Majora's Mask does it fucks so hard. <laughs> That game is just yeah. so fantastic. Um, there were such great utilizations too of the technology of the time, uh, in, in putting us in the 3D world. Like, and that's for me why that property stays for me is that they they yeah. just they did so much for my youth.
0: I didn't have an N64. I ended up getting a PlayStation, so that I skipped over a lot of Nintendo. Nintendo basically fell off my radar after Super Nintendo because I just didn't. You know, I got a Wii later on, but I barely played it. And then you know I've gotten a switch now, and you know I finally beat Super Mario Odyssey on Saturday night. So there you check, go. I did well, it. Now
1: where are you on Yoshi's Crafted World? How far are you on? The we're pretty darn there? close
0: to beating yeah. that game. So we're pretty pretty darn close on that one. So but yeah, and that Nintendo the
1: collector game too, where you go around you got to collect. Yeah, all the flowers, we get what we get, and then all we're all done the, as far as I'm the concerned. Pieces of the whatever you got to yeah. the red. Coal- like, no. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of there's a lot to collect. No, not doing it. Not not gonna do it. So <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> Anyway, that was Ask Practical Doug and dealing with, you can only pick these three of these 20 goddamn things uh, that are fandoms. So, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think of those 20. Which ones, which three would you hang on to? And if you disagree, let us know in the comments what you think. If you disagree.
1: When you disagree.
0: When you disagree. You will. That's fine. Because everyone has, because also I, I love hearing about what... What, what what like you said, like Zelda, for you, like, I understand why you'd be like, yeah, I, c- I can't hang on to that. And I would love to hear any of these. I would love to hear someone that's like, Gossip Girl, number one. <laughs> like, Tell I me. really
1: do. I do want to hear that. And you know what? Another one, too, that I think that didn't get considered was Star Trek.
0: Yeah, and I and I, I totally I, understand why anyone, I just, it's not something I I really I mean, I was
1: into. Star Trek and Star Wars are two that we didn't even touch on. I think that
0: Star I, I want to hear. Dead for me, so I'm fine. Bye, Star Wars. But there was a time. There was a time, there was a time, right? There was a time, and that time is gone. So, will we thank be you.
1: looking at Marvel that way in a few Probably. years?
0: But still, we'll always have Infinity Saga. Always,
1: we'll always have the original three for Star Wars.
0: Yeah, they exist, and they're <laughs> ruined because of the prequels and the sequels. So,
1: so media can be so so. Er, fantastic original media can be tainted by what happens at by. Oh, by of the course, you aspect. can
0: fuck up a story any way you want I mean you just like you can do that all the time I mean Jesus Christ you know (laughs) yeah post mind what? (laughs) Star Wars is unfortunate I don't know what that
1: post mind rape I don't know either I
0: don't know what that means
1: but I'm not as deep into the Star Wars lore
0: yeah well I mean if you just I don't know anyway regardless (laughs) He's like i like i figured i knew what you were writing there but i still don't understand what you mean by by that so mind rope what's a mind rope mind ripe my mind's ripe as it can be
1: squeeze those mind grapes
0: yeah there we go all right yeah the first movie kylo does that oh gotcha 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 i was only half awake for that one sorry thank you thank you thank you thank you anyway recommendations slotty what do you got to recommend this week
1: okay um so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep tradition right now. This is gonna be uh, so first one's gonna be an anime. Um, so I've uh, while we wait for the rest of Two Year Eternity,
0: did you watch out, episode eighteen? I didn't. I did.
1: I'm kind of waiting. Um, I have started a new anime, Vinland Saga. Oh, I watched um, the first season of that, which is on Netflix um, and on Crunchyroll. But you can only get the English uh, dubs if you're over on Netflix. And I, I'm 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 really enjoying it. About ten eleven episodes in, having a Really enjoying that show. Um, I also have the subtitles on in English, Mm -hmm. which is fun because the subtitles in English don't match the actual English words. Mm -hmm. And I'm just fascinated by the fact that, like, they're so wildly different, too. It's like they're not even close to one another. Yep. So that's a fun experience. But uh, a really fantastic story. If you've ever wanted to know what like a what like a shonen anime would look like if it took place during the historical period where the Viking um, and the Danes invaded England, uh, this is right up your alley. It's, uh, I think it's really fantastically done. I'm really enjoying the story, having a lot of fun with it. And then the other one I'm going to recommend, the other thing I'm going to recommend, is a show that I'm watching with my girls. Um, It's kind of like a a throwback. And we are getting into, again, for me and my oldest daughter, but getting our youngest initiated to um, Gravity Falls, which is such a fantastic... It was on Disney um, many years back, only ran two seasons. Um, It's very much along the lines of Adventure Time. And it's just such a fantastic show. Um, Alex Hirsch did an amazing job uh, with that. And it's so sad that it didn't, it really wasn't allowed to go any further. And it's never coming back because Disney's involved. And Alex Hirsch is very vocally kind of against how they control your creative process over there. Um, but just a really, really, really fantastic show. Amazing voice cast. Um, and I very, very highly recommend it, Doug. I think. Um, even though there is some Monster of the Week stuff in there, I think you and Nat might you and Nat might like it.
0: Yeah, I've heard uh, Kaya, who plays D anD D with us, loves the show, and she recommended it to me. I'm like, why does that ring a bell? I'm like, that's why. Yeah, she's recommended that. She's talked about that numerous times, so I'll have to add that to the list. I watched season one of Vinland Saga, and I was into it. And then the ending, I guess, I didn't realize that there was also like it was ongoing. It just kind of made mm. it seem like, and hey, felt thought done. like it and just
1: stopped there. Okay. It
0: kind of got old for me after a bit where I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, so I, I was kind of with you. Like if you asked me 10, 11 episodes, I'm like, this is good. And then I kind of got tired of it, but you know, whatever you let okay. me know. Now I'm on guard. Yeah. Be on guard. On guard. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend, like I mentioned earlier, the Astartes uh, short, short film series. You can find on YouTube altogether. It's like 13 minutes. Um, and it, it's, it's fucking awesome. Okay. It's, it's incredible there's six parts and there it's it's phenomenal so just look up astartes a-s-t-a-r-t-e-s astartes short film you'll find it it's fantastic it's amazing um i love it so much um check it out um yeah that's it that's all i got to recommend for this week so Suck so uh, it! Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Thank you, Seth, for coming back and and, yeah, and stepping I, in again. It's always a pleasure I, I chatting loved, with you. I
1: loved having the continuity of a second week in a row.
0: Yes, it's awesome. This is great fun. Beast is opening a new tab right now. Hey, if you like Warhammer 40k, if you don't, I don't know. You may or may not like it, but again, fan made content, uh, animation, sound design, reason, everything. Just, I,
1: have the, I have the the feeling in my head of like that they're some of those like a heavy metal style. Nope cartoon made of that universe it just feels like it lends itself so much to it
0: yeah this this is i no i can't speak highly enough of it it's so goddamn good i'm gonna rewatch it tonight after we're done here because i want to watch it again um <laughs> i love that but so i uh, just want to say uh if, if you're hanging out with us here on youtube please hit the like button it means a lot to us we appreciate it and then you know write your comments you know what you liked about the show or everything the engagement helps us a lot with the algorithm so please do that
1: interact uh,
0: Yes, interact. It's great. I love it. I love interacting. We we'll interact back. Yeah, I absolutely do. So, please do that. I'll
1: go on, I'll go on an all the count and troll you.
0: Yay! Even 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 better um <laughs> with an offer like that how could you not right uh subscribe if you'd like uh be sure to check out our discord join the mind gap family there if you want to help out a little bit more check out the patreon patreon.com slash mind podcast check out our merch at redbubble.com and don't forget we live stream on tuesdays i also live stream video games on friday nights at 8 p.m central so check us out for that if you're listening to us on the audio format, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. If you didn't know, you can listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. So uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Good Pods, you name it, it's there. It's out there. Just do us a favor. While whatever you're listening to this on, just hit the rating. Give it a rating. Give it a review. It means the world to us. We appreciate that, and, and that stuff just kind of helps us uh, helps us grow. You can follow us wherever you have social media, uh, at MindGap Podcast um and uh be sure to check out two east eighth.com and two east eighth on all social medias to see what justin and drew are up to in their film world uh which is pretty exciting and um yeah my boys you know take care of our boys um so yeah it's been another great week with having seth here seth you are the goddamn best
1: doug you're the goddamn best
0: oh thanks man thank you so much And, and b you're the best And Mike, you're the best. best. Upset Duck, you are here.
1: Yeah, also the best at asking questions.
0: Yeah, and Goblin plays it. Stop By. Appreciate it. Appreciate all y'all. You're the best. I love the constant
1: Goblin presence, too. I will say that. I did. Big fan of the Goblin presence.
0: Yeah, Goblin's great. Well, with that being said, I want to say, Seth, thank you.
1: Doug, thank you.
0: I realize I didn't prep you for that, but you did it great. It's okay. Uh, And I'll say, chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Viewers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.